once again, <laughs> if, if this <laughs> if this episode sounds a little wonky, uh, it's because I'm an idiot, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm baby grouped in Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume Two, where they have to put tape over the button. Because they're just like, this button will kill everybody. And he's like, I am Groot. I am Groot. Because for the fucking 80th time, I was like, oh, why can't I record? <laughs> like, why do I sound so far away? And I was pointing the microphone against the wall like a fucking idiot. So I need tape on my microphone. I, and, uh, yeah. Um, audience, I want you to imagine what Jake's microphone looks like. Um, and yeah, if you really think describe it. It's long, black, and slender. Um, uh, because I, I promise you, you know, it's super easy to figure out. Uh, <laughs> um, Look, it doesn't help that the whole time you're like playing with Zoom backgrounds and distracting me. <laughs> Um, well, well, I look crisis. sweet with the zoom background. You do look well, sweet. Thank you. With that, and so do you, listener. Nice, Alex. Thanks. You also look sweet. Okay, well, don't, don't. thanks, thanks. Yeah, I was getting jealous. No. Matt complimented our listeners before me, and I'm on the <laughs> podcast. What's up with that? <laughs> what a switch! I remember when he fucking hated the listeners. Well, recently Maybe he's been... trying to build some cred back. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get a couple of my stands back. Um, I lost them in the Great Stand Wars. Um, terrible, terrible losses. Um, I just On I can't compete. Yeah, bandits yeah, came, randi- uh, raided your stands. You didn't have enough samurai. You're trying to get more family, more or in this movie, as he says, me familia, me well, familia. With that. Hello and welcome back. Uh, we're the Tough Cut Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. And I'm Jake. And this is part three <laughs> of our team up bracket. It should be for fun. Yeah, it'll be good. For anyone who uh, doesn't know, we make brackets uh, of movies that revolve around a theme. And then we pick the best movie in that theme. And this time it's teams. Uh, so movies with groups of people in them. Uh, I don't nice. think it's a too complicated one. Uh, I don't know. Are people confused <laughs> on the internet? I, I haven't paid enough attention. Just in general? No. or Oh, to ask, no, no, no. no, no nobody has expressed confusion about our show's format. Cool, um, cool. I do, when I tell people about it, I do, uh, I do often get the question of, wait, a teen bracket? Like teen movies? Uh, and I have to, um, to We already did that like, with Coming no. of Age. Right? No, we did, we did that one. <laughs> We yeah. also did big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go listen uh, to our backlog. Some of them yeah. are pretty funny, but maybe I don't ones. know. Maybe start a couple brackets in once we catch our stride. <laughs> Amazing! No, start with the <laughs> animal protagonist, motherfucker. Start yeah, with first- episode one of the team bracket, where I talk about getting a boner to Ghostbusters. And here we are, three for three, talking about Alex Hitton. Um, nice, I do would come in. A uh, little content warning of in Seven Samurai that's in this, if you're watching along with us, it does have some parental abuse in it. So if you are averse to that, just a heads up. And also, spoiler warning, we're going to spoil so much shit, uh, so much, 
We're gonna we got the leaked Spider-Man three script, and we're gonna <laughs> randomly spoil good. parts of it during. The, it has nothing to do with this, <laughs> this episode, but we're gonna do it. Doc Ock dies again. Um, <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame. Alfred Molina is a gift uh, yeah. to humanity, and they kill him again. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know, but. Coming at you in the first half of this episode, we've got <laughs> the Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring versus Fast Five. Um, I have both, no uh, idea what's going to happen. It's going to be such a good matchup, guys. Uh, both incredible <laughs> examples of auteur cinema, um, maybe some of the best movies of a generation. Um and then in the second half of the episode, we've got Seven Samurai versus Guardians of the Galaxy. So sure to be mm, a fun two one. Two space movies. Yeah. Well, there <laughs> is there, there's a Seven Samurai space uh, adaptation. Yeah, it's called Fast Nine, where they go to space. <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to hop into this? Um, Jake, do you want to introduce Lord of the Rings? I guess we already introduced it. You want me to introduce it again? Lord of the Rings. We, isn't that Peter what we Jackson, do? 2001. Yeah, just a quick, uh, yeah. Whereas Lord of the Rings, directed by Peter Jackson, 2001. You know, it's it's Frodo doing a thing. No, it, cool. it's a bunch of people who, it's an epic <laughs> fantasy adventure based on J.R. Tolkien. R.R. <laughs> Tolkien. But it's, it is a, essentially Frodo doing a thing. Yeah, I'm not and, wrong wow. here. Basically, cool. there's an evil ring. They gotta put it in a fire mountain, but there are it people who three movies want to, to get take there. it. It takes yeah. longer than expected. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it sure Yeah, because sure he does. forgot to turn his mic around, so <laughs> it, they couldn't start right away. <laughs> Why didn't they take the eagles to Mordor? <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, Alex, do you want to introduce uh, Fast Five? That's going up against Fast Five, directed by Justin Lin, released in 2011. Dominic Toretto and uh, Brian O'Connor and uh, Mia Toretto are in Rio and they decide that they're going to do an, one last job and get really rich and then stop being criminals. Uh, anyone who's watched the rest of the Fast and Furious movies knows that's not how it works. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they give it their best shot. And um, yeah, I'm ready to vote. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you want to force our hands so early, Alex, I don't know if it'll go the way you want it to. I feel like I feel like we all deep down in our hearts and maybe uh, uh, right out on our faces as well know exactly how this matchup is going Look, to go, no matter what conversations we've had. Here's but, the thing. Uh, let's I'm give actually it our best torn. Shot. I'm actually torn for one reason. And the office I work at for Spooky Week coming up soon, um, you know, leading up to Halloween. We're gonna do costumes for every single day in the uh, wow. in the office and on set. Um, Very fun. For two of those days, we're doing a group, like our production office, is doing a matching thing. And for one of those group ones, we're all gonna be Vin Diesel's <laughs> <laughs> from different we already, movies. <laughs> we already bulk ordered bald caps. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing: he doesn't have a lot of movies, and there's only so many white tank tops we could buy. Uh, he <laughs> yeah. also sometimes wears black shirts. Yeah, um, mine is going to be very fun. I don't know if I should play. No, they they don't listen to this. I can play my hand. <laughs> I, I bought a big, <laughs> I bought a big muscly like fake muscle suit, so good. and some tattoo sleeves, <laughs> and I'm going to be triple X Vin Diesel, nice. and I'm just going to walk nice. around 
shirtless with a are muscle you, suit. Are you going to be like early 2000s triple X Vin Diesel? Or are you going to be um, like the 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 reboot sequel, whatever return of Xander triple X from right. like the, the late <laughs> I'm going to be the in between years that you don't get to see <laughs> 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 where, where he grows a beard. Uh, Cause I'm not shaving it off. Uh, <laughs> cool. And I'll, I'll still have a bald cap though. So it's going to look haunting. That's going to be real fun. I hope somebody is Chronicles of Riddick. Than yeah, Diesel. no, I, I did. I wanted to pick Chronicles of Riddick, but because I honestly love those movies. I hope someone gets a I hyper, like enigma. I hope someone gets a hyper realistic Groot costume. I looked into it. It's actually much harder than you like. It's there's not a lot of Groot costumes out there. If you want a yeah. decent one that doesn't look like you're wearing a a sack <laughs> on your entire body, guys, Vin Diesel's on both sides of this bracket. I realized. Yeah, that's true. He could be. It could be Vin Diesel versus Vin Diesel in the finals. It it I, sure I, it sure could be Matt. It sure could be that. <laughs> uh, maybe. So I I, um, I have a question. So, go ahead. Did you guys do the the required viewing uh, watching all of the the Fast and Furious movies? As a lot, I did watch. Re, I did rewatch the first one and mm. some clips from some oh, of the other ones. Wow, Jake, how about um, you? I rewatched Tokyo Drift again. <laughs> Jake just really likes uh, Han. Well, you guys both did more than me because I didn't watch any of it. Uh, so thanks. Well, you've thanks seen like all work. of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it, yeah. it's been a while. Here, here's what I want to ask you, Alex. Sure, sure. As the local Fast and Furious expert, something okay. <laughs> when we last talked about these movies, you you mentioned that Fast Five is like a turn in the series where they they just start to go even more over the top. Pre five, post five, is that that escalation, that jump, that turn in the series, you know, was it a good thing? Was what Fast Five did to the franchise good for the franchise? Not be, beyond just like the billions of dollars they beyond, made. They made so much more money. I think yeah. Um, yeah. 100%. Like if you look at, I feel like it's hard to describe, but the Fast and Furious movies are a specific type of movie. They have a feeling that uh, is very hard to emulate, I think. By Fast Five, they've figured out what audiences enjoyed from the series and figured out how to escalate it into something that grows more and more exciting to watch, more fun to watch every movie. I think before that, you get these pretty standard kind of cop dramas that also just have car racing. And Mm. I think that's like... You know, it's interesting. It's a nice kind of spin on the cop drama, but it wasn't doing anything like truly exciting versus now you talk about like the Fast and Furious movies like it's a Fast and Furious movie, you know, versus it's the same kind of idea as like the Mission Impossibles, right? It's like this is a very Mm. core concept that they've honed down into bare bones exactly what people want to see from this movie and i think this was the start of it that's they, a kind of shake off comparison. that generic flavor of like pretty good cop drama to embrace like okay we've distilled down people like the the craziness in the cars let's take that and just pump it to 11 right because there are other like intense car movies right like there's baby driver there's drive uh, like there are other mm-hmm. movies, a but good those movie. aren't. You forgot cars. 
Sorry. Yeah, Cars. Those aren't like Fast Sorry, and Furious movies. Sorry, you forgot Cars you know? 2. Okay. Cars 2, Cars 3, <laughs> Planes. Sorry. Um, yeah, you forgot Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you, Jake. <laughs> thank you. Sorry, I had a lot to say. Do you guys see Cars Three? Cars Three is actually pretty good. It's the one where Lightning McQueen. I retires. saw the trailer for it. It and like actually, yeah, it's pretty. It was intense. so it's dark. Good. Um, but like none of those car racing movies, driving movies, have the same level that Fast and Furious reaches. You know, because hmm. you can't like you can't start there, right? Because if you start there people watching are like well, what the go? fuck is this why is it why is it like this like there's no foundation but i think what the fast and furious movies did was those early movies grounded the universe enough that it gave them the leeway to just go absolutely batshit insane in the, the second half of the franchise yeah because mm-hmm. at a certain point they have to like top themselves but also at a certain point you're like nah fuck it we could give them anything we want to top ourselves so really the sky's the limit and they literally, yeah. it is in the limit, actually, because they went to space. Um, <laughs> well, to be determined, the still hasn't come out yet. You just space. like, you get Spoilers. some really fun stories where ridiculous action stars are like, you killed my brother. Uh, and the brother was like the villain in an earlier movie. And then Jason Statham, it like comes back for revenge. And then Jason Statham becomes their friend and helps them in a later. Like, you just get this like Hello. cycle yeah. of they bring in a villain. And then the villain either dies or becomes their friend and helps them in a future movie because the character was so fun and they enjoyed playing it so much. Like, it's just it's just a lot of fun. That's like the opposite of Marvel, where they just kill their villains and they don't know how to write them. Where yeah, yeah. Li- the villains are so good that they always just join. That's fun. Specifically going off of that, the villains in Fast and Furious are so successful that they made a spinoff that was Hobbs and Shaw, which is just two villains from the franchise coming together being good guys. Like, that's how much people mm. enjoy the characters and, like, love this franchise. Right. What were you going to ask, Matt? Uh, Jake? Um, what I think would make Fast Five a better movie, slash putting it up against Lord of the Rings, is if they did something like Lord of the Rings where they kill they they need to kill someone off like well i mean it happens in fast seven well they do in the end of tokyo drift okay. oh, well, yeah, okay. and that's tokyo just drift. an unfortunate yeah but fast I mean, seven was, in the future at some point that we right, don't know right right but you picked this movie in the team bracket <laughs> i did you, you know it could have been fast seven it could have been tokyo drift could have been whatever but it was this one <laughs> and if in this one fucking the rock went bye-bye or not even the rock because we didn't introduce him yet fucking han went bye-bye then that ruins han Han couldn't have gone bye-bye because he got he goes bye-bye in the future he goes by sorry again i'm I'm thinking of my rewatch of tokyo drift (laughs) see jake has a problem (laughs) so you think if if one of them had died it would have been better yeah i i just think for this one there felt like there were no real like stakes both in the like both food wise and just you know yeah, they, they don't even not, eat not a single steaks. steak um they're beefy <laughs> so jake, people they definitely eat steak jake i'm gonna i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you where's this going we all know right. we all know i think which way this vote is going to go so let's yeah. not kick a horse while it's down uh <laughs> and let's just like sing the praises and then we'll we'll vote at the end and we'll move on okay can we do that <laughs> Can we do that? Can we just like smile and have my fun job, on this one? My my job <laughs> as a really really important, you know, the job we have, the job we took on, the job that the gods 
bestowed upon us in our dreams and said, you have to make this podcast. They want us to compare these movies and, and compare. We must by God, we have to compare these movies that have no right to be compared. Compare. Check out wow. our episode zero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go listen to the trailer after you're 17 minutes into one of our episodes. You, you'll really learn some new information doing that. Okay. But, okay. Here's my thing about comparing these two movies. <laughs> the the reason they have no right being compared is because one of them is Fellowship of the Ring and the other one is Fast Five, Jake. <laughs> can can we talk about something I think is really strange? Yeah, okay. He's gonna I have got, an aneurysm. You have to you have to make him funny. <laughs> I got I got I gotta rescue him. I gotta rescue him before he dies. Please, please <laughs> save me. My brain is about to explode. So Something that is super weird in Fast Five that I guarantee about nobody picked up on um, the subtitles in this movie. I have never watched a movie that has subtitles transition in more ways than this one. <laughs> it was like a PowerPoint. Like, like you have that, that- like people walk by and wipe subtitles. You have it transition on like a screen <laughs> transition. You have them fly off screen. Sometimes, sometimes the turn, they just fade out. Literally. It's like someone was using Microsoft PowerPoint yes. and just applying different screen <laughs> transitions. Some to PA the subtitles. had too much time. No, that's I generally actually, I wrote that cinema. down in my notes. Like it was so wild to me. I'm like, why? Why, I was, why are I was there so waiting many for different like, ways? I was waiting for like a rumble effect. I was waiting for like shooting out yeah. and coming back in. Family, <laughs> and then just pop right in your face. <laughs> Me familiar. Me familiar. It's so bizarre. And, and I don't mean these are like the, like if you're like watching English, like watching the movie in English with English subtitles, because there are no, moments of. They um, put in, yeah. Yeah, of, uh, I believe it's Portuguese being spoken because they're in Brazil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those subtitles, like the subtitled Portuguese transition off in like 10 different ways across the movie. And I'm like, that is just so bizarre. And th- here's the thing. They're not in the bottom of the screen like ever. They're like always in the middle or like in like the they're yeah. different middle spots right too. over. Is that a thing in the later movies? Do they do weird subtitle yeah, did they stuff? Do that? Uh, truly don't remember. Um, what I'll say though is I think this is indicative of, uh, you know, the times that these movies were released in because there wasn't a big time difference, but you look at Lord of the Rings and it's so entrenched in like classic, uh, filming techniques where like they didn't use a lot of CGI. It was mostly practical. You know, they had, uh, like all of the depth with the chairs and, uh, different sets to make Gandalf look big. And then fast five is just so ahead of its time. Uh, using all the technology that that is available to them to like make these subtitles uh, look so sick and cool, um, I just think it's it's a huge uh, yeah. bonus, a big success all, for all Fast the Five. Really, expansion pack that was available to <laughs> yeah, them. They, they did an early deal with Microsoft to get access to all the new uh, PowerPoint slide transitions <laughs> that were coming out in 2005 <laughs> or whenever this came out. <laughs> oh, 2011. Jeez. They, they got real late into this Microsoft Outlook <laughs> transition. A decade later, a, a decade, decade after Lord of the Rings. Wow. You know how when a, when a new product comes out from like a tech company, they'll have like a big showcase and presentation. Uh, that was Fast Five for the new PowerPoint transition. Oh my gosh, it was, was Fast Five a just showcase. a PowerPoint commercial? Was Fast Five just like I a two so. hour long? <laughs> if you watch to the end of the credits, there is both a post credit scene and 
a um, thank you to uh, Microsoft PowerPoint. Wow. Here's your <laughs> Which, free okay. trial today. Scan this QR code in the movie theater. And <laughs> you get a free Please, trial. That technology is way too advanced to be in, a, in this movie. <laughs> um, that's actually one other little thing I wanted to bring up um, that struck me as so fascinating. Because Fast Five, in watching it, having not seen any of the ones after this, felt <laughs> like a, a, a an ending. And then they have a post credit scene where isn't that they're bringing back what, whatever her name is. Like she was, they, we thought she was dead. Yeah. Um, Ludicrous. And, and that is like <laughs> such a earth shattering revelation of like, oh, they're absolutely, they already knew they were making another movie. Th- this was never oh, yeah. going to be an ending. <laughs> no. Yeah. This, this was, I think the fourth one was like the start where they were like, okay, we're really gonna like go in, make a franchise. Um, and then, yeah, the end of this one, her coming back is like the big thing for the fifth one. The fifth one's uh, or the sixth one. The sixth one is also pretty good. She is like, I think she lost her memory or something, but she's back and she's with an evil yeah. team of drivers who are pulling off heists and they have to stop them <laughs> and they work with the rock. It's really good. It's really fun. Uh, That's amazing. Man, these movies rock. Eventually, like w- each one will be picked in a bracket. Eventually, yeah, I will I Alex will drag us kicking and screaming to a fast and furious bracket <laughs> oh yeah maybe i'll just force you guys to do a fast or if we if we do one of those brackets that it's like uh alex's favorite movies and i just pick eight fast and furious <laughs> movies uh that would be pretty funny you're pretty and funny Thank you. It's also crazy to me that the amount of you're money... You're not going to fucking say that shit back. What the fuck's wrong with you, dude? You asshole. <laughs> okay, Alex, you're very pretty and funny. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Listeners, you're very pretty. Jake, Jake, you're so you're so funny. <laughs> it's, oh God. Just kidding. You're very pretty. It's elementary school all over again. Oh. <laughs> you're very pretty, Pretty Jake. cool. <laughs> what a fun tangent what were you gonna say Matthew huh what were you gonna say before you derailed me yeah okay yeah (laughs) when he derailed you (laughs) um just the fact that the amount of money they steal in this movie it's what a hundred million dollars yeah and they don't even use it properly in Lord of the Rings it's crazy (laughs) well that's what I was gonna say is that's almost the entire budget of the Fellowship of the Ring Oh, shit. They could have made a couple different decisions with their life. Wait, what if Fast Five was just a front to fund prequel Lord of the for, Rings? They changed the name of Brian O'Connor, but <laughs> Brian O'Connor <laughs> is actually Peter Jackson. Honestly, if I heard Brian O'Connor in the Lord of the Rings, I would, I would think that's a hobbit. <laughs> Something about O'Connor. Maybe is that hateful against Irish people? I don't. I don't know. It, maybe I don't against know. hobbits? Oh, yeah. I don't really know too much about um, like the the Hobbit naming conventions, like where they come from, because clearly all the different regions and races of Middle Earth, mm. you know, I don't know much mm. about Hobbits naming conventions. Baggins but, came because they they got the vaccine and their balls grew. Um, thanks. <laughs> shout out Nicki Minaj for your awful takes on medical history. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so all I'm saying is they could have taken that hundred million that they stole, reinvested it into the film industry and made a sweet, uh, like 900 million, um, return, you know, missed opportunity. Matthew, have you not seen fast six? That's what it is. 
it's, it's about them being a movie crew. Yeah. So, well, anyways, we ready to vote? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can vote. I'm I'm kind of the middle deciding factor here, so you guys can go first. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can start things off. Um, look, it's my, as great as Fast and Furious is um, Fast Five. Uh, <laughs> um, and as much as I want to as a joke, <laughs> uh, before Fast Five. No, you I can't will. first because then Alex will yeah. unironically vote for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's that's the problem of being the first to, uh, first to do uh, it. Uh, no. <laughs> I um, would never. I am, I'm voting for. I'm voting uh, for Lord of the Rings. Let's not drag this out any longer than it has to be, Jake. I'm sure you have some funny joke planned, but I'm gonna vote for the Lord of the Rings so you don't get to do it. Um, Here's the thing: <laughs> I have no on. funny joke. <laughs> I have no joke. I'm voting for Fast Five. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. There's the. <laughs> I I I invoke my my one right to change my vote. <laughs> um, Jake and I vote Fast Five through. Ugh. Cool. Okay. So as confusing and back and forth as that was, Lord of the Rings advances. Um, Jake and Alex voting against their own movies. Weirdly enough. Um, Jake, I almost had it. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you would have voted for Fast Five if I still had as well. <laughs> Probably. Hey, look. I love bits. Uh, next movies <laughs> in this bracket. Jake loves bits. I love bits. I Jake, love bits. I love your bits. But with that. Jake, are you going to throw um, around the now that the you voted for Fast Five at me like we do? <laughs> Like, ugh, it's going to make me so upset. <laughs> I love you so much. No, it's honestly, it's for you and for my friend who I watched it with. Uh, so she doesn't get mad at me. <laughs> what are the next movies? In this yes. As, as we said before, this is a really coherent episode. We've got Seven Samurai versus Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll go ahead and introduce Seven Samurai. Um Seven Samurai, released in 1954, directed by Akira Kurosawa. The epic tells the tale of a village under siege by bandits who must recruit seven samurai to protect them and fight off the bandits. A classic. So good. Love this movie. Yeah. And that's going up against Guardians of the Galaxy 2014 James Gunn. You know, it's a Marvel, Marvel property that came out of nowhere with a group of, you know, unlikely heroes who have to band together to stop a bad guy um pretty pretty classic stuff but it does it in a fun fun way a lot of music a lot of dancing a lot of a lot of love a lot of a lot of ducks well a lot of a lot of space dogs um i don't know if any of those last few are true (laughs) yeah well there there are ducks there there is a space dog i'm with you jake i'm with you thanks what they're in the Did collector's you not see the post-credit uh, scene? The collector's collection. Oh, oh, whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Howard. Howard. Have you seen that movie, Howard the Duck? I have they not. They made a movie of it. It's <laughs> I heard it was fucking awful. haunting. There are there are duck boobs. <laughs> Good. Good. Cool. Are you Googling duck boobs, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up Howard the Duck. Ooh, it's got a fun. <laughs> A spicy 14% on Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, there's a there's a duck duck boobs. Duck boobs. Yes, they exist. Thank you, Howard the Duck. This was posted by <laughs> someone Matthew, on the internet. Uh, it was posted by Matthew. <laughs> uh, and... Oh shit! Yeah, those are. <laughs> this was this was this was posted ten years ago. This image. <laughs> oh, so when Fast Five came out? Oh wow, that's weird to think about. <laughs> yeah, probably. <sighs> That's weird. That's yeah. really weird. I hope, audience, I hope you did not take a moment to Google duck boobs until eventually Howard the Duck makes it to the bracket. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> oh my God. Those sure are duck boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Is, this is the second time Jake has driven us to looking up some kind of boob on this show. <laughs> okay, so these two, like, these two are pretty, uh, it's tricky for me. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about as as a comparison was the kind of uh, pseudo fathership that happens and just like parental like whatever of um, the main you know samurai and like the the young the young dude. Um, I need um, to refresh. Kambe and uh, Katsuhiro. Yes, Kambe and Katsuhiro, um, and Yondu Michael Reich Rooker like in this uh, as a pseudo father. Um, and uh, Rocket uh, as, as kind of like a father figure to Groot. It's more apparent in the second one. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Absolutely. I think both of those are more apparent um, in the second one. Like, I think it ex- the um, Yondu <laughs> Star-Lord one exists in this movie, but I, it's a much bigger theme in the second one. Right. I mean, it's a, a very major plot point and, yeah. right. you know, story I'm definitely theme in like, the second one. Yeah, I'm definitely conflating, like, my knowledge of the second one and all that, especially because, like, after I watched the first Guardians, like, after we recorded stuff, I wanted to watch the second one because I was just like, oh, man, these characters are so fun. I want to keep going. But even watching the first one, like, it's just it, Michael Rooker does a great job and, and is planting the seeds, like, of that fathership uh, and protecting him and all that stuff is, like, really, really sweet. Where in Seven Samurai, knowing the young samurai, um, I, I, I almost want to see like his like background of like where he was in his village because he just like leaves, like he just like gets the fuck out. He's like, he's I the, need to train under this person, which yeah, is he's so the, awesome. The son of a, a wealthy landowning samurai. Yeah, a, a, and it's so interesting, like the kind of rich, uh, like he's just this rich dude, and he's given like buddy or whatever. And he's like, no, I want to train with the the people and like do whatever. Um, I just think it's very interesting parallel of like, oh no, we're thieving, we're thieving people. We thieve versus I'm a rich samurai. I go ahead. I do the thing. I think that the the thing that's really interesting is that Katsuhiro, I think, is both kind of fathered by Kambe and a little bit by Kyoza, at least or mentored by. And, it, it you know, his, his goal in all of this, Katsuhiro is at least going into it, is he, you know, he very clearly wants to learn to be a good samurai. But I think he comes out the other side of the experience I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, Leprechaun. No. Uh, hardened to kind of the, the realities of the world of like, it's you like know, a very like somber. The, the ideals of, yeah, like he, he is not going to whisk away um, Shino and fall in love and like be a hero. They are, you know, the, the samurai come out the other side, as Kambe says, like it's we lost the battle. The, you know, the villagers, the ones with the victory today. That you know they have their life has to go on fueled by where the next fight is, where their you know next paycheck is coming from. It's a a much more somber reality than his sort of starry eyed um, attitude at the beginning of like I want to to learn to be a great samurai, um, which I think is really fascinating. 
as far as Guardians goes, I think I agree with you that the the seeds are planted, but I just don't think that this first movie does much with that kind of fatherhood, at least between Yondu and Star-Lord. Yeah. If anything, it's more about the relationship with his like mom and like how a book ends, like leaving her and then finally being able huh. to accept um, yeah. his mother and finally being able to reach out to have those parental figures and all that stuff. It's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. That is kind of a, a central piece is that family is not necessarily who you're born to, but who you, you choose, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. love a good found family story. Even with the seven samurai. Yeah. Yeah, even with Seven Samurai, which yeah, because they're all like Romans, they're all like you know roaming around. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah, it is. Matthew and I just tried to kiss. You guys couldn't see it, but it was a very <laughs> sweet it was moment. Steamy. Yeah. Unfortunately, about a thousand miles away from each other. So <laughs> Not now everyone's going to triangulate my fucking <laughs> position from, from you. He lives in Kansas. I'll spoil it. Again, we're spoiling figs on the podcast. Spoil. Spoilers. Yeah, I, 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 I sound and look like a Kansas boy. I mean, what do Kansas Matt, boys sound like and look like Matt, to you? It is possible for people to move around the country. Even nah, that's the world. I've never sure made up. Name one time. Name one time. Name one time. I've moved. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Um, so this isn't like an immediate comparison, but something that um, you wanting to draw so heavily upon your knowledge of the second one made me kind of curious. Yeah. How do you feel about the first one, first Guardians of the Galaxy versus the second one? I think the first one, as it stands, um, is just like wild that it was successful. And like you could just feel the love of those characters and the love between them, both like as a creator, what James Gunn did, and also as, like, in-movie, both, like, diegetic and non-diegetic, like, you you really feel the love and care that was was given to these characters and in between them. Um, and, and, you know, the soundtrack's great, like, it's fun, whatever. Like, the villain's, like, not great, but it's one of the, it's one of the few Marvel movies, if I'm actually being harsh on, like, Marvel movies, in my opinion, that, like, you don't actually need a good villain for that movie. It's way more about those characters, and they actually carry it really, really well. Um, For the second one, it... I I really like the emotional depth of it a lot more. Like, you get a lot more with Rocket Raccoon. You get a lot more with, uh, you know, Peter Quill and, like, his, like, parental, like, issues and, like, fatherhood and Gamora and Nebula. Like, there's a lot... Every, like, dynamic is, like, crazy. Um, so there's a lot more emotional resonance. It just, for some reason, you know, I guess there was like a getting used to them sort of a thing um, that made it like less like, okay, like I kind of needed a better villain in that one. But I don't know why. Like, I really don't know because like, I think you didn't spend me, too much time. I think the characters and the character work is better in the second one. Um, like, I like the character development more in the second one. But I think the first one is a better movie in terms of how it establishes like the universe, how it establishes aliens and like extraterrestrial life in the MCU. I think the reason I like the characters more in the second one is because in the first one, you have to take the time to introduce the characters. And in the second one, you already know who they are. So you right. can just go straight yeah. into developing story arcs. Yeah, they, they do the both those jobs really well, like introducing a characters and then in the second one, like expanding on them. Like it's a really well rounded uh, piece, though. How about you? What do you think, Matthew? Um, I think I, I generally agree with Alex's perspective of the second one, I think, has a little bit more time to breathe on kind of 
character interactions and character relationships um, because we already know them. They've already been introduced. And that is sort of why I feel like the second one, the second Guardians of the Galaxy feels like it needs a better villain because you you can't use the leg of character introductions to stand on of like coming to mm-hmm. grips with the relationships. You you need something to kind of oppose the 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 group you've created. Sorry, I, dro- I dropped something. I think though Kurt Russell as ego in the second movie does a pretty good job. I think like they do a pretty interesting job of still making the villain kind of a definitely a personal villain that like affects yeah. the characters in a strong way, which is difficult to do in a space movie that is kind of just like all over the universe for no reason. So yeah, yeah I, I, don't I don't know. Either way. I was just, I was just curious. So, um, well, I mean in that relation though, like with seven Samurai, cause seven Samurai is a long movie, right? It's almost like we get part two one movies. versus part two. Yeah. Yeah. So like with, with those, like how do we feel they they've, do you feel the introduction like re, uh, resonate, like just genuinely your opinion? Uh, they introduce them well enough and then they let them breathe. And like, we got to like grow like with them, like a lot, like do you, cause they effectively had the same time for, for, you know, guardians one guardians two, and then seven samurais in totality. Um, I can, I can take that one. I'm, I'm sure that this is, this is where we will rehash some of the conflict of the, the first episode. Um, oh, almost certain. So <laughs> I'm sure you'll, you'll chime in in a second, Alex. Um, <laughs> I think the the part one takes the time to establish the samurai really, really well. Um, they each get what essentially amounts to like a really iconic character introduction moment um, from Kambe's posing as a monk to the um, uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? The the doorway bait where, you know, Garobe <laughs> is able to immediately identify what the setup is by just like looking at the footprints walking in. Kyoza, I, I think, has an incredible one with, you know, Kambe can immediately identify how skilled he is as a swordsman. Um, I think you get good character moments out of each of the the samurai and it sort of begins to immediately establish who they are as people. And then into the part two, we have the opportunity to one, start posing them against each other and two, start posing them alongside and against the villagers and then also um, against the bandits. So you're you know putting them kind of under this new stressor, um, which I think shows a lot of really, really cool relationships and moments between people. Yeah, at, at fear of talking for too long, we can make right. this conversation. So I'll, I, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll chime in because I feel the opposite. I think this is a fantastic movie, but I think the getting the team together in the first part for me just feels so generic. Like I get that. I I know it feels, it generic, feels generic because, because this it is, is all of these other movies. I know learn from this, but it, it just doesn't feel interesting to me in any way. Like in guardians, you have such interesting introductions of the characters. Like they come together. It's not like, okay, here's a character. They're joining the team. Here's a character joining the team. Here's a character joining the team. And I get mm-hmm. that. Like that's what seven samurai. It was the one that did it and everything copied it afterwards. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know you, they introduce one character they join the team and then they introduce another character well, and they join the team. And for me, you like, yeah, you get one cool moment. The like duel that, uh, Kyoza is in is a very interesting duel. And like, you get a great insight into his character, but then that's what you have for like half the movie until the rage, you know? And like, yeah, I and mean, I, yeah, it's so to kind of yeah. comment on both of those. Um, 
I it, it's hard because yes, Seven Samurai did do this first or whatever, but also like just because like it is first and it was revolution or whatever doesn't mean it can't be expanded on and like made more interesting. And that is sure. what Guardians like does. But also, um, I, I do think there are more like interesting moments in Seven Samurai. I think uh Kukuchio's like when he fails the thing and he's drunk and like running around and like do whatever and then following them, that's a really cool intro. I think my like I don't think this is like a, a bad notch on Seven Samurai. I think it's actually indicative of how much I love the characters. I wish there were more scenes of like all, not all of them interacting, but like more pairs interacting, like different like pairs interacting or different trios because they do pair off. Like you do get to see the different like you know blockades and all that stuff. But they kind of maintain the same, but same they sets maintain of those. Yeah, they maintain you know, those the geography of these two are over here, so they're going right. to interact more, and these two are over here, so they're going to interact more. Yeah, I kind of agree with. Which I totally understand why they do that, but like because I love the characters so much, I want to see them actually interact with other people rather than just like you know in their group. Like the group shots are fun; they have a lot of cool group (laughs) shots. Um, But yeah, like that—that's where kind of I stand. Where it's like it's not a bad thing; it's because I like the characters. But I do. I wish I would like see it more. Whereas in Guardians, like I love like all their interactions like with each other like a lot, and like what. Alex was saying like the first scene where they like most of them meet each other minus like Drax where they're all trying to like stop Quill like get like back like that's a very fun scene and you already get so much character with even just how they fight and it's a very like uh, physical and like cool thing mm-hmm. so yeah that's how I feel about it I don't know I, I'm still I'm still pretty pretty torn here I, I think for me the fact that seven samurai like I very much agree that you know the thing that invents the the trope or the the theme isn't necessarily going to be the end all be all of how that is expressed or you can't build upon it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I it is a fact that James Gunn, you know, celebrates Akira Kurosawa like he draws inspiration from him, as does basically like every director. Yeah, not literally. Absolutely. But, you know, everyone lots, lots of people they fucking better. I, I, I just think there is so much DNA from Seven Samurai in something like Guardians of the Galaxy. And I just I feel there needs to be respect put on that fact of like it may feel mm. boring because you've seen everyone do it because everyone got it from here. You know, so like if you had happened to see have, you know, like I, I just don't think you can fault something on those grounds when it's, you know, no, it's what not like it. so maybe generic is the wrong word, but it just it Formulaic. feels it feels like we've come so far and like, I Mm. get that this is an incredible, I think this is an incredible movie, but I think when I am looking at a team bracket, the way I'm defining team is specifically the characters, the way they grow and the way they grow together. And I think that seven samurai has three, maybe really strong samurai character arcs. And that are that you get right away when you meet that character and you see, okay, this character, I I see the way that this character is thinking. I see the way that they're growing. And that's uh, Kikuchio and oh, the younger Samurai. I can't think of his name. Um, Kashihiro. Yeah. Both of them have very strong arcs. You see them growing throughout the entire movie. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I get that the movie focuses on them and that's on purpose. But when you compare that to a movie like Guardians, you have five team members who I think all have arcs and all grow the entire movie. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that a lot of the guardians start and end as very similar people. They just like have grown more fond of each other. Right. But I think think the team evolves. I don't know if the individuals evolve. Yeah, but it's a team movie. The team evolves. 
the team changing. And I think in, the same happens in Seven Samurai. Then. The team changing in Seven Samurai, though, is just they die and they get more somber. Like the, the that, team that, dynamic that, doesn't hmm. doesn't grow. I think the team grows into a team. In hey, technically, living and dying is a change, so you cannot fault. <laughs> <laughs> they do change. I, I mean, I don't think it, it is defaulted to they get more somber as more people die. I think that different deaths have different emotional weights on people. I think Hachi's death being the first, you know, the first one to die when one yeah, of the biggest was, things he uh, brought yeah. was was sort of the comedic jabbing at Kikuchio. And that is why that becomes so much more somber when he dies. Gorobe, right. it becomes this like indignant rage because it was literally the mistakes of people in the party. For example, Kikuchio's decision to go pursue the rifle that led to his death. They lead to different things in the group. They use those deaths, I think, in really meaningful ways. And it makes your audience like have different like emotional like roller coasters with that too. Cause like I, I definitely felt like I felt when they were like, oh, he's the more like he boosts morale and then he dies for it. Like, uh, like I felt like especially with Kukuchiyo, like when he dies, like, fuck, like, you know? Yeah. So it really does resonate with audience like a lot. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, 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 you know, I think we, 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 we disagree. Um, and I understand that, Alex. It is what it is. I suppose. It's okay. I still love you. You're not allowed to disagree on this podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess we're going to have to delete fuck? our entire backlog. <laughs> what the fuck? All votes have to be unanimous. We keep talking until we reach a unanimous vote. <laughs> yeah, the podcast would, would be have literally that episode would have been eight hours long. <laughs> what, the Dark Knight episode would have been eight years long. Yikes. Yikes. What, what is Jake's endurance to keep arguing and commit to a bit um, <laughs> versus the rest of us in a mm. rational mind? <laughs> I, uh, I'd listen to that. <laughs> I, I, I fear for your endurance. It, it Matt, is too powerful. Matt, I fear that we would have lost that matchup. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a, 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 a little a, a, um, a little foible. Yes. Jake and I once had a, a competition of who could stand outside. This was when we were in college outside of our dining hall late at night until the the first last one to leave that square of cement lost and if you're thinking um, that's random and stupid you're absolutely <laughs> right audience there was oh no reason why we did what we did the two of us legitimately stayed there for hours the who won you'll have to ask the the yeah. uh the survivors i don't even remember what time it was that's so it got um, late there's like snapchat memories of us yeah, like standing there and then like two <laughs> hours later standing there again and, like, still here yeah uh, one of uh, my old roommate went to go give his girlfriend food left went there spent like time with her till she fell asleep and then was walking back to our dorm and he's like you guys are still here <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> Yeah, so in a battle of endurances, who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Which I I, I don't want people to take my 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 vehement arguing to mean I don't like Guardians of the Galaxy or don't think it like builds in meaningful ways. I just may you know, maybe it's that I put so much respect on Kurosawa for inventing so much of this. And, you know, maybe that is that is the case. Well, that's um, my issue. I genuinely love both these movies and like any any like arguments or any comparisons that I make, it's not at the fault of the movie. It's like more a fault of my like own personal like I really want more, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's because it's so good. Mm-hmm. So it's very, I, I, 
I, I need you guys both to 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 fucking hound on me because I really don't know. I really need. Hound I mean, on I don't want to. I don't want to spend another conversation though. Just like bashing Seven Samurai because I think it's a great movie. I I just right. in my mind what I think a team bracket is it doesn't fit what I want. It's a great movie. You know what? Just in in my mind, it I doesn't have fit my it. I have my final like comparison that I think will help me. Go for Something it. Okay. we haven't talked about yet at all for any comparison with teams, and I think it's very important. <laughs> um, guys, what's the most attractive team? What is the most like slow-mo group shot or just like shot with them all together? Guardians like, is filled with with literal slow-mo group shots. Who, no, that, I was like saying that's the example oh, there. From where, that, that yeah, example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, was, so I, I wasn't think- like, because Seven Samurai has some cool, like together, like their com- composition. They look hot. They're hot boys. Well, okay, so here's Kugachios, my thing. Though. I like, think this is an unfair. Shirts. This is an unfair comparison because, like Seven Samurai, they weren't trying to pick attractive people. <laughs> they weren't trying to do really cool action shots. Like, and then you have Guardians of the Galaxy, where they're like, "Oh, it's a Marvel movie. We're gonna pick hot people to play hot characters. So We're gonna saying, do sick So you admit slow-mo. you want to fuck the raccoon. You admit you want to fuck Who the raccoon. Doesn't? You admit when he adjusted his penis in the slow mo, right? Shot. It's like he's he, he's dragging a hog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think the seven samurai is sexy. I'll say I, it. So I think there there are some handsome, attractive people in in the in Seven Samurai. However, I do agree with Alex a little <laughs> bit that like half the cast are like you know are are like middle aged, um, <laughs> slightly out of shape Japanese men. Like you want to fuck a tree and a raccoon and move on. <laughs> Um, I won't deny, you know, I, I you know, I, I do think Kikuchio's um, running around in his little samurai he looks, undies. He looks good. He looks <laughs> good. Get a lot of cheeks. Get a lot of cheeks. Um, spear over his shoulder. Very uh, sexy. Very into that. Sexy. He also, I, Kikuchio's sword is so huge. It's like it's an literally the size of him. It's, it's an anime. It's an anime. Yeah. Unironically, like, an anime sword. Like I sick as hell. Also, I just want to call out how awesome it is in the final battle. Kikushio shoving all the yes. extra swords into the the little hillside so he he can uh, you know battle till the the very bitter end um, with each and every blade handy. Do you want to know? Do you want to know a surprising like a uh, homage to that? Like uh, Zombieland did that. Woody Harrelson's character in Zombieland, when he goes uh, at the end, he puts all the extra gun things lined up and mm. then takes them away. It's an homage to Seven wow. Samurai. Isn't that fun? It, it's I love it's, Zombieland. It, it is very, very as much it, in the way that Kurosawa learned from the the epic westerns of old. So many others have learned from him, and I just think that that is so cool. Like I don't know, I and. I, I think Alex, it just comes down to a difference in in how we we look at what what it means to be a team movie. Yeah, and that's okay. It's okay. I'm so scared. Um, Jake, are you are you ready, Jake? <laughs> Did that last comparison Ooh. help you at all? <laughs> no, because you guys said it was shit. <laughs> I, I look forward to whoever is up against Fellowship of the Ring. I think that you know there there lots of very attractive people in the Fellowship. For a second, I lived in a world where 
Fast and Furious moved on and not Fellowship. Um, and then I remembered, uh, and I'm heartbroken all over again. Uh, yeah, because you, you shook yourself awake to the waking nightmare that is reality <laughs> when Fast and Furious didn't move on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shall we? Shall we do it? Okay, Jake. Yeah. Are you? I I gotta go last here. I figured. I can. I can start. Um, if it isn't obvious enough, I'm voting for Seven Samurai. And I am voting for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely both, like both these movies do a really good job for me team-wise. I think I'm going to, I'm voting for Guardians of the Galaxy simply because I wanted more of those dynamics. Like, I think that's what it came to. And that's not at fault of it. That's because I love them more. Um, so, yeah, Guardians moves on. Well... Audience, look forward to much like our sequel bracket where um, I, I said, well, I can't vote for Godfather Part 2. So the movie that the next best thing, um, it, I'm going to be saying that again in our final. You're going to be voting um, for Godfather Part 2 again? <laughs> I might. I might. Um, I, I think the Corleone crime family is a very interesting team. Um, uh, with that, next week, we've got our team up bracket finale where we've got Lord of the Rings fellowship of the ring versus guardians of the galaxy, a double Jake finale. Oh shit. Jake I didn't finale. even realize. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty that's exciting. Um, also honorable mentions or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Please give us your honorable mentions. We'll be asking for them. Check out our socials at tough cut. Uh, we love you guys. Honorable at mentions. Tough cut pod. Uh, after tough, you're right. At tough cut pod. I just, I, we shorthand us cause we've been doing this for so long. You know, it's, it's hard for the grind. We're rapidly approaching a year. And yeah. in reality, we're pretty close to, um, one year from that, that fateful message I sent to you, Jacob, yeah. this would be a fun idea. And you know what? We're yeah. closer, even closer to spooky month. Guys, it's almost October and Tough Cut's got some fun things ready for you. It's going to be yeah. a good time. Look forward to our, awesome. our next bracket. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. Look forward to we're becoming a live play Call of Cthulhu podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't tell my co-hosts about this, but I'm forcing them to do it. Hey, yeah, and I didn't tell him that I'm going to do it completely naked. Well... <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll tell the other guests to cancel. Um, I don't think they can bear the beauty that is uh, Jake's um, disrobed disrobed body. Yes, um, it's too beautiful. Lots to look forward to. If you enjoyed the show, review us on all your your favorite listening platforms. Follow us to catch when all, all our new episodes Ooh, come yeah. out. Write about um, us at, in your journal, in your private journal today. Reflect on us. Write about us in someone yeah. else's private journals. That way when they open up and they're like, what is this? They're like, the Tough Cut Podcast. Maybe I'll check that out. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> if you've been working on lucid dreaming, um, put our podcast on when you go to sleep. And mm, you, you might, might find meet a one little of us. surprise. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna keep on coming up with reasons why you should enjoy it in tough Go podcast uh, yeah and why you should tell your friends that are also into lucid dreaming about us yeah and i promise one day i'll get my microphone to be in the right direction <laughs> i think it was the right way you finally got it you're gonna have to put that piece of tape on hell yeah bye oh is that fucking the goodbye okay, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> i don't know do we have anything else to say <laughs>